Blog Talk Radio. And I am your host, Miss Bridget Lewis of Coffee Talk Conversations. And boy, do we have an exciting show for you. I cannot wait to introduce my very special guest. But before we get to that, OMG, you guys, the phones have been ringing off the hook. I've been getting texts. We have been promoting this show over the last 10 days. And I'm super, super, super excited. But there's a few housekeeping rules. First of all, you can't win if you don't call in. We do have gift giveaways, and our show's call-in number is 914-205-5995, right? And if you're celebrating birthdays, I've got a little special gift for you as well, but again, you can't win uh, if you don't call in. We're going to be with our guest today for about 32, 35 minutes, and we're going to get into the genesis of all the good things that she's been working on. Additionally, let me let you guys know who has been hanging on, and then we're going to bring on my very special guest. Right now, we have our studio boards lit up across the country, and yes, let me tell you guys who is hanging out with us. Okay, this is so juicy, so delicious, and so good. Okay, we're talking about Topeka and Wichita, Kansas, right? Hello, guys, from Coffee Talk Conversations. We're talking about Little Rock, Arkansas, Hot Springs, and I believe it's coming up as Fayetteville. Okay, so super excited about that. We've got some folks that are hanging out in Cleveland and Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and the list goes on. Wow. So 
So let me just go ahead and bring on my guest because this show is all about her. Her name is Bridget Porter Stubbs. This lady is everything. She's a writer. She's an author. She's a mom. She's a wife. She's a teacher. She's a dancer. And we're going to talk about her book, Flowing Under the Shadow of the Almighty, why she wrote it, who it's for. I'd like to welcome the newest member to the Coffee Talk Conversations family, my friend, Bridget Porter Stubbs. Hey. Hey, Bridget. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, very well. Yes. I am so excited to finally have you live on air. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling great. I'm I'm great, and I, I, I'm so ecstatic to give all the information that God has given me and just to give people an idea they don't know and also just to um, even hide those um, senses of those who are dancing and give them something to think about as they dance for God. So tell us about, tell our friends and the new fans for the show, what is liturgical dance? I know it is a ministry. Tell us how you got into it, why you got into it, and then we'll proceed from there. Okay, liturgical dance is, it is a dance that um, I believe that is dedicated, it's a platform dedicated for God only. Liturgical dance, um, in its definition, is it's public worship. It's public worship mm. to God, it's expression to God. And um, I wrote this book because it was a an, an auction that God put on in my spirit to do because he had given me so many revelations as it relates to dance and, and how to do it for him, to have a heart, mm. you know, totally committed to him for this, this type of ministry, this type of expression, this type of worship, this type of praise. And, and that's how the book came about. I didn't, you know, plan on writing a book, but, you know, God, just told me I have a lot to say and it needs to be said because some of them don't understand. They don't understand. They've never heard, you know, why they should be dancing or if they are dancing, how they should do it, why they should do it. And in and, and some cases, you know, maybe they shouldn't be dancing because if, they're, if their intentions are not pure, because this mm. dance, again, like I said, is for him. And if your intentions are not pure for him, then, you know, you may need to just stop and just reevaluate your, your spirit and reevaluate your thinking and, you know, why you're doing it. And dance, when you said that, um, what comes to mind for me is dance is it's worship. It's really emptying yeah. out yourself. It's really emptying out yourself, and it's really worship back to God for everything that he's done, you know, for us, through us, yeah. and to us. And that's just one of the ways that we can you know, express ourselves. But when you said that, it start it, it made me think about the names of of God, like Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Sitkanu. It yeah. just made me think about all these names that God is, and God is whatever you need Him to be. And when I think yeah, about him, when I think about dance, um, the movement and, and the fluidity, because um, I checked out your videos, mm-hmm, you guys, she does. <laughs> Have videos, yes, ma'am. And speaking of videos, tell our friends and fans that are new to liturgical dance and to you as an author, where can they connect with you on social media? And give out all of your uh, give out all your information, website and social media. How can they connect with you? 
Okay, uh, yes, uh, I am, first and foremost, I am on Facebook. I have a dance page, and it's the name of my ministry, which is Best Style Liturgical, and that's B-E-S, which are my initials, and then style, B-E-S-S-T-Y-L-E, liturgical. You can find that on Facebook, YouTube, um, also Instagram, um, you can find me on all those platforms. I do have, like like Bridget said, I have video, I have footage of um, the last few years, I know, of, of not only my dance, of me you know, dancing solo, but even some of my students and dancing with some of Ooh. my students. Wow, and see, that part right there, that's exciting for me because one thing I love about leaders, like when God puts something in you, don't you feel like it's not just for you, it's for everybody else? Right. That's around yeah. you. So that's number one. That's a gift to be able to teach and to flow. And so how many students do you have? And for those who want to sign up, how can they get how can they get signed up? And then I want you to tell folks uh, what city you're located in because we have folks that are listening from all around the globe. How can they get, uh, again, signed up and, and get into liturgical dance? Well, I, I'm in Jackson, Mississippi. And at the moment, I have I have about students. Um, these are youth between the ages of seven and ten. But I also oh. adults. Um, I was working with two adults before the pandemic, um, and just recently, um, I've been in my church working with um, a variety of ages from from eight, I believe, up to maybe twenty or so. But I am. I would love to come out to any church. I, I don't have a building as of yet, um, my own building, but I'm mobile. So if you contact me um, anywhere in the country, I am willing to come out. And if it's nothing but a workshop, you know, to give an understanding of liturgical dance, um, I'm open to all of that. I am loving that. So, you know, so that is really the beautiful thing. Um, we're going to jump into the pandemic in just a moment because what you said uh, is a great segue into virtual workshops, clinics, courses, and things like that. So with that being said, do you offer that um, where you can do some virtual training as well online? Is that something that you offer? Yes, yes, definitely. And, and I understand that that's, that's where we are at the moment. Um, so, yes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. virtual trainings and workshops, that is something that I have not done as of yet, but it is in the mm-hmm. – I'm working on that, working to do something okay. this year because I did hold um, a, a, a workshop in 2019, and, and I was okay. you know, scheduled to do another one in 20. Um, so, yeah, that is definitely in the workings, and I'll post all that information on my website, on my social media platforms, and my website, by the way, is beststyleliturgical.wixsite.com slash dance. And there will be information on the website and my, my other platforms when that will occur, when the workshop will be virtual. Okay, good. That is so good. The, what made me bring that up is, I mean, there are so many individuals in so many different industries from individuals that are selling beauty products to health and wellness to uh, physical fitness, to mental fitness, and I would I would say this is not the wave of the future. It is now. And anything that's like online, because mm-hmm. if you think about it, 
everyone has their phone. I mean, when I am out and about, and, and I'm thinking, okay, um, lady, you need to look up. So you can see, like, she's in the middle of the intersection. She did not look up one time, even though I have to right away, and I'm very <laughs> cognizant when I'm driving, so I don't have any, like, distraction, not even, like, loud music. She stepped off the curb. She never looked up. Oh, and I'm thinking, wow. okay, she's just looking at her feet and then looking at the ground, and for someone who's not paying attention, it's like, okay, mm, this could try, kind of turn into something else. Yeah. But the point that I'm making is, Individuals have their phones within that little mini computer, our iPhones or our S phones or whatever you want to call them. And so, you know, having classes on demand is amazing. Being able to get that training off of um, off of YouTube and then joining in. So, I'm very proud of you. I'm very excited about the work, you know, um, that you're doing. Number one, because it's very necessary. And one of the things that I've learned during this pandemic is that. Um, the time is now. You got to move now. Like when you hear the call of God in your life, whatever that is for you, and I'm speaking to yeah. everyone as a whole, you cannot just sit back and just wait and wonder and hope someone else does it. I mean, to me, some people's platforms are worldwide. From I'll use Tony Robbins, for example. He has a worldwide platform, and that's the area where he shines the most you have a dance ministry mm-hmm. which is huge when you think about dance i mean it didn't cost you anything to dance but i will say this about bridget porter Stubbs. um she <laughs> is a teacher okay she's an entrepreneur and you will have to pay for those courses so there's nothing for free i'm just i'm just saying <laughs> right and she'll share with you guys what those right. price points are, and then maybe you guys can get a package deal or buy, you know, um, maybe three or four months. But I want to talk about the writing of your book. Um, tell me, like, where you were when you first heard God speak and say, was it a loud voice? Was it kind of quiet? Did you say, hmm, so God, are you talking to me? Or tell me about that experience. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> actually, um there, there's so many, but the the main, the one that that prompted me to listen more as what God meant when He said, um, in that in a quiet, still voice, I was um, my husband was driving somewhere. I don't, I know that we were on a frontage road of an interstate. That's I do know mm. that, and it was in, it was in 2016. <laughs> it was in 2016. Wow. And okay. um, I just heard him say, you have something to say. And I told mm. my husband, I said, well, I I have something. God told me I have something that I need to say. I have something to say. When I just began to just listen, and he just started mm-hmm. giving me things to write down, and that's what I did. I kept a little notebook in my purse, and wherever okay. I went, there I, it when, is. when I had a revelation of something, I wrote it down. I mean, it didn't matter if okay. it was a couple of words. If it were, if it was one sentence, I just wrote it down. And so then okay. I realized, okay, this he wants me to write a book. So that you know what you know, I, I, I'm I, just I, I'm <laughs> just I'm just about to hang up right now because I'm like you're just all in my lane and my story in my backyard <laughs> because it, everything you just said I wasn't on the road in a car, but. When the word of the Lord came to me, I was actually at home in bed, and mm. he woke me up literally at 3 a.m. in the morning, and when it came to me, 
This was literally like 20 years ago. Um, and I, I was like, always had a notebook. That's the part that you, you got me on that. I was like, okay, yeah, we're in sync. Where mm-hmm. I'd always had a notebook by my bed, and Holy Spirit always said to me, he says, you need to keep a pen and a pad and a notebook because when things flow, when the Holy Spirit is talking, you think that you're going to remember that, you, you want to remember that, mm-hmm. but sometimes the way that the anointing will flow, it comes so fast, so quick, you've got to write it down. And other times it could be one word, or for few phrases. So when you said that, I'm like, yeah. you blew my hair back. Yeah. Because I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. But you obeyed. This is 2021. When did you write your book? He told you in 2016. When did you write your book? Uh, I actually finished in, I guess, the end of 2017 because I published it in March of 18. Okay. Okay. So it took me it took me a couple of years to just really Okay. Um I guess just just put everything together. But and when I started writing then okay. that's you know, that's when it all came together probably in seventeen. Wow. See you were obedient right away and I was like, Wait, God, wait, you want me to do what? You want me to write what? I'm like, mm I'm not doing that. I'm mm no I'm not I'm not doing it. <laughs> and when it I mean because for me and I'm very cautious about my words because words have power. We we know that, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. and so when God when he when he gave it to me, I mean, he was so specific. He gave me the title of the book, and he put all the chapters in chronological order. I was like, wait a minute. And I got up, and I remember my son was in the other room. He was sleeping, and God called my name like that. He said, Bridget. He said, I need you to write a book, and I I. I I turned around and I looked like, okay, the television wasn't on, the radio wasn't on. And I love the word, and it says that my sheet, you know, my voice, the voice of a stranger they will not follow. So I knew mm-hmm. it was God, but I was like, no, he ain't calling me to write no book. Uh-uh, he don't want me to say that. <laughs> and I was kind of like, no, cause, because for me, I had to reveal some things, some past traumas, some past hurts, things that were very challenging, and then Every time I said no, that it kept it was like louder and louder and louder mm-hmm. and louder. Mm-hmm. I was like, and then he finally said to me, he said, "The words that you're going to share, and and what is written." He said, "There's so many women's lives that are going to be touched. You know, they're going to get freed." And and so I feel the same way with you as a writer, as an author, and with the mm-hmm. liturgical dance that. People get free when they start dancing. Can you attest to that and then share some of what your students have experienced? Um, yeah, and, and I do want to uh, kind of go back and speak on what you were talking about. You know, when as women, as people go through traumatic experiences or hard, mm-hmm. hard times, and, mm-hmm. and when God, when you have the opportunity to write about it, it is um, therapeutic, and so is oh, that. Yeah. But and I had to mention, I didn't put any details in the book because the book is about dance, the mm-hmm. inner parts of you um, to bring out that expression. Um, however, I did speak briefly about um, the time I was going through a separation and, a, and divorce and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what I experienced at that moment and how dance, I believe, that had, had I not been in dance and been so focused on the, th- the preparation that it takes um, to dance with God, you're in your word, prayer, and fasting, and, and all of that, and then having 
you know, a purpose and having a calling in your life, something to do other than sitting around and thinking about and meditating or just, you know, sulking in your, your, your personal problems, um, mm-hmm. because that time was so hard for me, I chose mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To, to turn closer to God, and God was using me um, in different ways of dancing. That was the first time I ever danced solo. And um, and I couldn't believe that he was calling me to do that when I was so broken up on the inside. But God was healing me every time I danced. Um, because yeah. I, I would pray that God don't let them see feeling on the inside, but let them see the joy that you've given me. Let them see my expression and praise to you as I dance. And nobody, when people saw me, they would come up and tell me, they had no idea that I was going through what I was going through. Um, mm-hmm. and, but, and God, you know, healed me every time I danced. And that's why wow. you have to um, open up because people are going through things, and, you know, you don't even know what they're going through, you know, at the time. You don't. You absolutely don't. And sometimes, you know, you could be that, you could be that answer that someone is looking for because a lot of times when, when God heals and when God delivers, it can come from any, it can come from anywhere. I'll give you a perfect example. A friend of mine, she's, a, she's really an associate. She's not a close friend, but she's an associate. And I've taken some mm-hmm. classes and stuff with her. And she's a, um, she's a corporate trainer. And so she just gave birth to her third child. She gave birth at home as a natural birth, 13 hours, no medication, 10 pound baby. And she played worship music the whole time. And so when she, posted some stuff on social media and she said everybody was asking her for her playlist and so then she was saying um, there was one particular song that came on and it was entitled Miracles and when I heard the song it just it cracked me open I mean I just I cried Mm -hmm. because it hit me and touched me in such a deep deep place and the point to me sharing that is you don't know where the healing is going to come from, and I wasn't crying because yeah. there was anything wrong. I was crying because I was so grateful of where God had delivered me from and what he had brought me, you know, out of. And so, yeah. Yeah. you know, when, I, when I'm doing the podcast, um, when I'm doing the podcast and I'm going live on air and, and talking and promoting and marketing and stuff like that, and, and, and people talk to me, they go, you're, you're really, you're different. Like, what is that? And I'm like, this is a ministry for me. This is not just, oh, okay, mm-hmm. you know, Coffee Talk Jazz Magazine, Coffee Talk Conversations, my Bounce Back podcast. That's a ministry, too, that God is using to help and to deliver, to deliver people. So I am so glad that you, you know, that you shared that. But let me tell you who else is hanging out with us. When I say you guys that this is a juicy show, yes, it is juicy. You guys, check this out. Okay, listen to this, guys. So we had we have Jefferson City, I believe that is in the, I don't know if they call it Missouri or Missouri. Missouri. We have um, Washington D.C., Charleston, um, Norfolk, Fork, which is amazing, Montgomery, Alabama, Greenville. All right, Baton Rouge. You guys, okay, I'm a Southern girl. I'm from Houston. I was born in Harris County, right? We even have some folks in Santa Fe. Mexico, and while look at Honolulu, Hawaii, on the map, and Anchorage, Alaska, amazing, amazing. 
you guys welcome to the party. We do have some gift giveaways. You can't win if you don't call in. Our show's call-in number is 964-108-2566. And we're all with my very special guest. This is our Otter Spotlight show on this beautiful Saturday with Bridget Porter-Stubbs. She is the creator and the dynamic author and teacher of liturgical dance ministry. Now, I want to get into some other fun stuff about you. So, I want to ask you this. I'll put you in the hot seat. Okay. So, what is your oh, best comfort food? Melted cheese, Mexican food. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that's my, that gets me in trouble. That gets me in trouble. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Um, what, is your, um, what is your hidden talent? See, because if you can dance, I know you got some other hidden uh, talent. What's your what's your hidden talent? I, I really don't think I do. <laughs> um, I don't. Let me. I don't know. I I really I really never thought about it because I've been dancing. Dance has been a part of my life, my entire life. If it wasn't, okay, okay. you know, dancing from the radio. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. No, it be. Okay. All right. Um, so we're going to turn up the heat a little bit. No, you guys, I'm kidding. No, we're not. We're not. We're not. Um, what's <laughs> one word that brings you joy? Oh, um, worship. Worship. And, and I say that because I noticed early, early on, um, even when I accepted Christ, um, worship, if I could be anywhere. And I remember mm. the first time I, I noticed this about myself, I was in Sally's Beauty Supply. Wow. And they were playing, um, they were playing a worship song by, um, I can only imagine. Who is that group that sings I can only imagine? Uh, anyway, they, they did a, a movie, a television was it movie on the. No, I can only imagine it's a, it's a, it's a or take six. song. Oh, I, not take six. Uh, anyway, it's it's a white band. Um, oh, I can't remember the name. But anyway, the song I can only imagine came on, and I just stopped, and I just began to worship God. And it's like I almost forgot where I was. I just it's a, it's an inner thing, and that's why I, I stated in my book you can worship anywhere, and people don't even have to know that you. They won't even know that you're doing it because it's so internal. Um, oh, that is good. But, that is good. But I, I, I think I think that that gives me joy when you talk about worship or worship service. Those services that they want to usher the Holy Spirit in, and you can just bask in His presence. Um, just thinking on that that type of thing. Of course, I'm at my happiest when I dance. I can say that, but you know um, that that's what I think of most. That is. So good. What is the most challenging part? What was the most challenging part about writing your book? Um, or, or or what or was it challenging? Because some people they just feel like okay, people say you know I wrote my book in two weeks. That was not my story. What is yours? <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't two weeks. But I, you know what, I I didn't find it challenging because it's just when I. The, the times that God prompted me, I didn't. I didn't sit down and say I'm going to write for an hour. I only wrote okay. when okay. I when I could feel it flowing. 
Okay. Um, yeah. and, and just like you, you were talking about, God just kind of he put everything in his perspective place, mm-hmm. the the titles, um, and he just and he gave me some things that I had never heard of before, like the five laws of dance, and that's just from my experience. Um, it it it, it can't fail easy. I, I I don't remember anything that was difficult about it because it just flowed, and I just like I said, I relied on my notes and. I, you know, having my purse with me wherever I went. Um, and like you said, you can't, re- you don't want to try to remember what, what you hear. No. At the, at the, cause you can't mm-hmm. go home and then, and remember it just like it was. So, um, right. The, know, the order of the, the sequential order, the sequential yeah. order of like when God says something to you, right? Yeah. And it, and, and, and actually, you know, my notes were all over the place, but he put them in order as I read them. Then it's just kind of, they, it was just it was very easy for me, very easy. I'm just shaking my head. I knew it was right God. I was like, you know what, God, you got such. He has such a sense of humor because that was the process for me. Because when I went back to look at all the notes, and I remember God was saying to me, He said, "You have through all the journal and all the writing." I mean, I had tons and tons of steno pads, legal pads, and God was like, "You have books in here." I was like, "But where?" He says, "Go back and read," yeah. and then. I would go uh-huh. back and read some of the notes, and I'm like, wait, I wrote that? And I would always date stamp, put a time on it, that I've written it, the date and all that. And I was thinking, I'm like, ooh, like, who do you want me to tell that to? And I had to learn. I said, first of all, when I wrote the book, it was really written for me first, and then it was really for yeah. everybody else because I realized that, again, the writing was very, very cathartic. Um, I cannot believe that we have come – to the end of our half an hour, like wasn't that fast? Like, oh my god, it was quick. Yeah. Oh my god, I gotta have you back because I was like, okay, no, we we gotta do, we gotta have to, we have to do a part two. We have to do a part two because it's too juicy. Great. We absolutely. Well, yeah, we have to, have to do. We have to talk. We we have to talk about my upcoming book. It's the youth version of Falling Under the Shadow of the Almighty. So yeah, I, I know. I know. <laughs> I definitely want to bring you back for part two. Um, for those of you guys who are tuning in, the board is, like, lit up. And I see you guys are hanging out. I didn't even open up the chat room because I'm seeing how the board is completely lit up. We're going to bring um, Bridget Portestub back for a part two because, again, this is so delicious, so juicy. We have so much to say. That just feels like a, a good girlfriend conversation. Yes. I love speaking. Like we're sitting down having coffee. <laughs> <laughs> like we're sitting down having coffee, and I'm actually sitting here um, having a vanilla chai latte coffee, and it is just, it is so, so good. So for those of you guys who don't know um, what the show is all about, um, we shine a very bright, bright spotlight on uh, authors, and writers, and we just love to promote and to share. And so if you all are interested in promoting your book, your business, your venue, your music, you guys go right to my website at coffeetalkjazz.com. That's coffeetalkjazz.com. You can read all about everything that we're doing. We have another amazing platform, which is massively huge, and I am so incredibly proud of it. It's called Coffee Talk Jazz Magazine. That's my other love. I absolutely love Music. Now, I don't dance like Bridget dance, okay? I may not be as coordinated, but I kind of I get my groove on, you know, all on my own, like nobody's looking at it. It's not my ministry, okay? 
I do that like <laughs> behind closed doors. So we have an amazing magazine that is due out around August 1st, August 15th, somewhere in there. Because folks are still trying to get in. was like, mm, can't let everybody in. I was like, no, I'm very strategic uh, about the placement and, and all of that. And so Bridget has some other juicy things that she's going to be sharing inside of the magazine. So it's like there's two different platforms. So I am super excited. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to bring you back. You and I are going to talk offline on another day. We're going to come up with another time to have you back prior to the magazine release because we want to talk about the youth version of her delicious book, Why She Dances, How She Dances, and You Too Can Flow. If you're listening to the Spirit of God, she's going to talk about that. But what's one thing you want to leave with the people? We're going to take it out with one of my favorite songs. I, I don't remember the name of the worship song that I was so engrossed in um, in the silent to supply. It was um, I Can Only Imagine by Mercy Me. But I just want to tell mm. you that if you, if you um, have a pulling on you, if God is speaking to you to dance, you've never danced, please seek him. And whatever opportunities come for you to dance, whether there's an, um, a ministry in your church or sometimes you know, other churches will invite outside members to join their dance ministry. Take that opportunity and dance. Never look at the next dancer beside you. God made you mm. different. He knows who you are. He knows what he's put inside of you. He knows how you want to express it. Don't ever let anyone take away your joy of your expression for God because he made you different. Wow. And on that note, those words that she shared on this very beautiful, cool morning in California, June 19th, 2021. It has been my absolute pleasure and joy to host your show. Today, we're going to bring her back Thank for you. part number two, and we're going to take it out with this incredible song. It's called Ain't No Stopping Us Now, but one of my favorite jazz musicians, his name is James Saxmo Gates, and we love you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.